life is enjoyable and enjoy it. And part of that is using that phone that we get the opportunity to have and finding that space to enjoy it, but also to master it. Welcome to Cowgirls Over Coffee, where we encourage and equip women to embrace the process and practice of tackling daily demands, actually executing on our plans, and taking action on the most audacious goals that we can come up with without sacrificing our peace and staying rooted in our purpose. These are conversations for doers, for those of us who refuse to settle for less than we absolutely know we are capable of achieving for women who are cultivating thriving homes and businesses side by side. I'm your host, Thea Larson. Grab a coffee and sit down. We have so much to talk about. Okay, so welcome back to the Cowgirls Over podcast. Today, we have myself, your host, Thea, along with my friend, my good friend, Lana, who also just happens to be the community manager for the Cowgirls Over Coffee membership and also just so happens to be one of the only people that's like on the team that actually, if you can find someone that lives next to you, like in a geographical location, when you live as rurally as we do and you can work together, I kind of feel like that's winning the lottery. Like for sure. Yes. It's so good to be here and also to live in the same county as you. It's a privilege. (laughs) Right back at you. Anyways, I was talking to Lana because one of the things, and I don't mean to talk about the membership all the time at all, but I do like to tie it back to because that's where we are seeing a lot of these conversations. And that's where we're like, you know what? We need to talk about this with more people, right? So for the membership, what we're really focusing on for November and December, and if you've been following me on my personal accounts at Thea Does The Things, I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to find 21. And I just randomly pulled that number because 21 sounded good. I should probably look into why that sounds so good. But 21 ordinary moments like in the day where I can choose to be present because our whole focus during the holiday season is we're like, we want to encourage you to be able to let the holiday season like lead your priorities. And the thing about priorities is like they're shifting and changing all the time, right? And I think that's the hardest thing. That's a whole other podcast, right? Talking about how we, you know, quote unquote, set our priorities, like what's first. But I feel like in this season, with all of my heart, I want you to just like sit in the season. I want you to be present and feel joyful and not feel like you're scrambling or missing things or failing, right? So that brings us to this whole discussion. And we've had multiple discussions about being present and how do we make sure that we are being present And I will say one of the biggest things that comes up, and Lana and I have had discussions about this in the past, is the distraction that is our iPhone, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But personally, okay, everyone knows I'm like a champion of the social media things, but I feel like a lot of the, um, the culture, as far as like the recommendation culture around how to like not be distracted by your phone. It really like villainizes your phone, right? Like just put your phone down and, oh, your kids are looking up and they're seeing your phone, which all of that is true. That is true. However, the flip side of that is like our phones are a tool and they're almost, I would even argue in 2023, moving into 2024, they're an essential tool. 
not just for business, but for life. Like I know me, I get messages about the kids at school, not to mention like emails for everything we schedule with doctor's appointments, plus managing my schedule, plus da, 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 da. Aside from the fact that I work online, there's also the fact that like, that's where we can connect socially, right? Because, and I think that's really important in one motherhood and two rural lifestyle to be able to have that connection. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, that's exactly right. And like, kind of like you've said before, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? So it is a tool and we have to be responsible. So it's also just teaching yourself to be, have boundaries, be a good steward of all your resources, but to use that phone to its fullest, which is awesome. I mean, think of all the things that you use it for. It's amazing. So I've definitely had conversations with people that are like, you know what? I think I'm just going to go back to having no cell phone at all or a dumb phone, if you will. And I am here to tell you that you, yeah, maybe if you have a severe addiction, maybe you do need to cut way back. (laughs) So we're going to be kind of talking through that today of like, what are some tips of like utilizing that phone when you need to, but also having some awesome boundaries and training yourself. So that's our chat for today. (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely, um, if you want to be coddled, this may not be the episode for you because we're going to be bringing some big sister energy here. Aside from like, I just want to release you if we can from the guilt associated with having your smartphone with you, right? Like you need to be a good manager of it, right? Like you're responsible for it. It's like with our kids, like we're telling you, like, you can't make a bad choice because your friend made a bad choice. Your phone's not making you do anything, right? Right. Now, I know there's like a whole subset of argument there about how social media companies are trying to make them as addictive as possible. But again, you are responsible. You are the only person responsible for your time and attention, okay? You have to be directing that. And so I want to, you know, preface it by saying that, but also like release the guilt Let's talk through some ways that we can be present, especially during the holiday season, without giving up our phones and still utilizing them to the fullest potential. I want to start this by saying, so Lana and I began this conversation around the book, and I believe, I'm sure Lana knows because she's read it like multiple times. I read something once and I'm done with it and I'm moving on. But um, it's The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And who's the author for that? John Mark Comer. And I literally have his workbook open beside me right now. Thea's like really wants this to be spontaneous, but I'm like, this is such a great resource that I've literally brought it with me. So not only is the ruthless elimination of hurry, what really changed my life, honestly, um, when it comes to like cell phone usage, but they also have a workbook that you can, that's free. You could Google it today. You don't even have to buy it. It's called How to Unhurry. And you can just Google that by John Mark Comer and already be changing your life. So (laughs) that's kind of, and he's not paying us to say that. (laughs) So No, no. this is just where our conversation with this started because did you read this first or did your husband read this first? Uh, no, I, I read it. I'm like, he has so much to read on a regular day. You cast things on him all the time. Yes. That like I, I sift through the good and the bad and the ugly for him. (laughs) So I love it. But that is where for us, the two of us, that's where this conversation started. So I hope for you that this cowgirls over coffee podcast is like, if it's not the catalyst for this conversation that you will have with other friends of your own, that at least is a continuation and that you find some value here. So Lana, 
can you share with me? Because you obviously, like, you are ahead of me in mastering this, I will say, like, without a doubt. Because I, if I don't feel like I have an addiction to my phone, but I feel like I definitely almost like I use it as a crutch, not only for planning necessarily, but also for like staying connected. Because as we're, I'd say we're both extroverts, but like my needing to be like connected to people and talk with people. So I feel like I use it as a little bit of a crutch there. I'd love for you to just share a little bit about like, what have you been implementing that you feel works really well so that you're not allowing your phone to like lead the distraction efforts through the day? Well, and I'd say the only reason why I have any kind of tip at all is because I really, really struggle with this. And even now I can fall back into that really easily. And it's just part of living in 2023 is learning how to, I guess, utilize the tool, right? Um, And not become a slave to it because that's easy to happen. Uh, So here's just a couple of things is like, basically you want to make your smartphone into a dumb phone, right? When, and then being able to choose that. So like one of the things you want to do is put your phone to bed. Like, just like you would tuck your kids into bed, you plug that phone in, not by your bed. Okay. In somewhere else where it's not next to your bed and like an hour before, you know, you're going to be going to sleep. And I guarantee you, not only are you going to be getting um, less time on your phone, but you're going to be getting way more sleep, right? And then the other thing with that too is be in the morning before I go and grab my phone, I pray before I go and Ooh. grab that phone because there's a bunch of research behind this. But basically like where you go to first in the morning is where you're going to be getting like that endorphin hit throughout the day. Yes. So like mm-hmm. if, if you're choosing coffee or prayer or phone, whatever that may be, you're going to be wanting to like hit that again throughout the day. So, okay. I'm going to interject on top of you, right? So as we're going through this, I'm going to want to call out for you guys. Like, so here's the first tip for not allowing your phone be the leading distraction in your day. So that's a tool for you. Don't start your day with your phone. Think of something right now that you can do. And this doesn't have to be complicated. You guys, we talk about morning through routines a lot. Like in my circles, like evening routines and morning routines and all the routines. We'll get into that. Don't you fret. But you can set something really simple. Like the first 30 to 90 seconds of your day, what are you going to do? Is it going to be a breathing exercise? Is it going to go get a hot cup of tea? Is it going to go, I do my like electrolytes in my water and I chug that like first thing because I wake up super thirsty, especially in the winter. And if you can do that, Do that one thing, solely that one thing without distraction before you ever go to your phone. And like what Lana said, she's going to pray first thing in the morning. I love that. But choose now, choose right in this moment, like pause this if you need to and think of one thing that you can do that would take, I would say like 90 seconds to three minutes, right? Right. Yeah. And it might mean you have to get a real alarm clock, but seriously, guys, it has really helped me. So (laughs) I recommend it. I will say to you on the alarm clock. So I have two things. One, I ordered an alarm clock on Amazon that just vibrates. And it's like a little, it's a little thing. I'd probably say it's like three inches long. And I put it in my pillowcase. The drawback to that is that it, I lose it sometimes (laughs) if it goes out of my pillowcase. But I love that because I like the vibrating option because it doesn't wake anybody else up. Because I get up between 4 and 4.30 in the morning. So I get up before everybody else. And that is on purpose. I don't want anyone else getting up with me. 
But on the occasions when I've had to use my phone for that, I will turn off like I will I have an iPhone and I will turn off like the Wi-Fi and cell service to my phone so it can't notify me or anything. So even if it goes off, when I pick it up, there's no notifications on there, right? Like that so I can't even accidentally click into notifications or just mind you know how it's like you'll pick up your phone or do something and you'll hit you'll mean to like check your calendar but you'll hit like Instagram or Facebook or something because I have the like Wi-Fi and cell service turned off to my phone, I can't even do that. So when I do have to fall back on that because I've lost my non-verbal alarm clock in the bed somewhere because it fell out of my pillowcase and I have to use my phone, that's what I do. That's a great tip. <laughs> the other, like in that too, is throughout the day, like you brought up some really good things of like just disabling notifications. Like that can, Mm -hmm. I mean, anything that's like pinging at you during the day brings you back to that cell phone when you don't necessarily need to utilize it or use it. So like, that's one thing just for everything. You would be awesome if you just disabled all your notifications. And even if you need to cut back, like sometimes it's, it's easier to go way back and then like work your stuff back in. I guess Mm. I know for me, just deleting, going through and deleting actually all of my icons off of my homepage. So then I can search for those apps. I haven't deleted them off my phone so I can search for them, but they're not on my page where I can just click so that it kind of messes up your brain so that you're not doing what you're talking about, where it's just mental memory for you to just jump in and click the same thing over and over again, because it's in the same spot all the time. So even just switching some things up like that can reset your mind to not always just jump to those apps. I love that because that is classic. If you're trying to create or break habits, like that's part of the habit cycle. The habit cue cycle is that resistance between wanting something and getting the reward. So by increasing the resistance where you can't just automatically tap that app, like you just put a little bit more resistance between you and the behavior you don't want to do, right? So that I love that because, and I don't know if everyone knows that, like you can remove the icon from your homepage on, I'm not familiar with Android, so don't even ask me. You're going to have to Google it for yourself. But I know on iPhone and Apple products, you can take it off your home screen, but then you just kind of swipe the other way and you can search for it, right? So it's still on your phone, but like, it's not right there. Like, Hey, click on me. And the notifications is so important too, because That is part of the addiction cycle, right? They know, they study this. Like I was listening to another podcast and it was talking about how they have like this fake casino where I think this is a Rachel Hollis podcast actually, but they have like a fake casino where they see what people's behaviors are in order to keep people coming back to casinos. And I guess tech companies also are part of this little casino experiment, but they know that if they're like, hey, your friend, Lana, just commented on this. Don't you want to look at it? It's going to suck you in. It's going to suck you in. But you have to be like, not today, Zuckerberg, right? That's where you come in. And you're like, you know what? I'll have to catch up with Lana later. And maybe that's something too, where if it is a problem for you, you can set aside like anything else, like set aside a time, be like, I have this time in the afternoon, like Whenever I go to pick up the kids, I set aside 10 minutes and I check all my notifications. And that's the only time allowed I'm allowed to check my notifications. And that's not necessarily like use your phone, but that's the only time you're allowing yourself to check into your notifications and look at what's being recommended for you. Because I want to keep up with those things, not only for like my 
because I'd like to know what what real did Lana comment on. That sounds like if she liked it, I probably will like it. And like, of course, I don't want my life to be like lacking completely of entertainment, but I want to be in charge of it. So checking that, and also it's great for content creation, especially if you are a small business owner and you're relying on your interactions and things and your creative process to see what's going on in the world. Like it's not a quote unquote bad thing. It's how you use it, right? Like it's just, it is so neutral. It's just there and it's neutral. So you have to be in charge of how you're using it. And for me, like like I said, I've struggled with this. So I have used apps like Opal that have actually like blocked out hours in the day where I'm like, okay, this is when I'm working or this is when I want to be really intentional with my kids. Like after my kids get home from school or whatever, and I do not want to be on there. I do not want to um, jump on. You can actually get apps that just block that out and do not let you get on unless you go through this whole process to jump in. And for me, I enjoy, I love social media. Okay. Kind of like, like there's a lot of, I, a lot of negativity and I don't want that to get lost in this is like, I really enjoy seeing everyone's your pictures and your babies being born and all of that awesome stuff. And so it also allowing yourself be like, you know what, this hour from like seven to eight, after I've put the kids to bed, I'm going to let myself look at social media and enjoy it. Because for me, sometimes Mm. I just give myself a guilt trip all the time whenever I'm on there. And it's kind of like eating that Snickers bar. You want to enjoy the Snickers bar, but you're not allowing yourself to enjoy it because you know you shouldn't be eating it. And I think that's just wrong. Like just enjoy, like give yourself time and be like, this is the hour when I get to really enjoy it. And then it's intentional that time. So you're like, this is it. But it's also limited and you're putting a boundary on it where you are still in control. You're controlling your social media and it's not controlling you, if you will, or your phone in general. I love that because I think that's the conversation that we're not having. Like, I, you know, spoiler, we like social media, I know. But the conversation that we're not having is how the value that that social media platforms truly add to our lives. Like you said, I want to see your vacation. Like I have posted about this. I want to see your highlight reel. Like I find that so like, it makes me feel so good to see my friends like doing something with their kids or their kids lost their tooth or they had a baby or what they've got going on or their new whatever they have. Like it makes me feel so good to feel connected. And I want to cheer like my friends on too. I want to be like, hey, I see you. Good job. We're just not having a conversation about how much it value not, and this is like, again, we're talking about our phone as a whole, not being a distraction because our phone is such a powerful tool, but social media as a little, you know, subset of that has so much value. And I feel like we, again, vilify it so much when the only thing we should be vilifying is our lizard brain that responds to the stimulus and cues that are being fed to us, right? We've got to evolve, right? And we're, we're asking our brain to evolve really fast. Like, you know, like this is not what our brains were created to take in these, this number of cues and activations, right? Like, and something that has really helped me with that. And this is honestly what helped kind of break, what helps me break the addiction really is this tip right here. And that is putting your phone into grayscale. Yes. Changes so much because a lot of like what you're talking about, those cues and stuff, a lot of it is the color. It drags you in um, because it's pretty, right? We're just like, love that. And so when I turn my phone into grayscale, I'm, I'm able to enjoy and see the things, all the things, but 
I don't stay on it. Probably my screen time, which if you don't monitor how much screen time you're using, you really should be doing that. Just like have a, I don't know. Awareness. Awareness. Yeah. But honestly, it cuts my screen time in half when I turn my phone to grayscale. And you you can uh, Google that in for each of your phones and it'll teach you how to do that. But that helps me a lot. And I still get to enjoy everything. And I love that too, because it's basically like taking yourself from processed snacks to whole food snacks, right? Yeah. There's an addictive quality to the salt and sugar and fat and getting it just right. That that makes it where you're eating it way past, you know, it being satiating or nutritious. But when you eat a, you know, an apple and you dip it in peanut butter, right? Like that's not nearly as addictive. That's kind of what you're, I think I can think the best comparison for moving your phone into grayscale. So I want to talk about the other side of this too. When you are making efforts to basically put down your phone, not be as reactive to your phone, I think the other side of this coin is we need to be more understanding and adjust our expectations for other people about how fast they're supposed to respond, if they're picking up their calls, if they're if they're responding to my voicemail or my email or te- my text messages, because I think there's also a huge guilt trip around that. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally today when Thea texted me and I didn't respond for like an hour, I felt like I needed to apologize. We feel like we have we have like five minutes to get back to somebody. And we put that pressure on ourselves. Like I me, I have put that on to myself to be like, I need to respond right now. And that's unrealistic. I think that also comes to a boundary because, you know, I've been in places too where it's like, well, you're not responding to my texts. And I'm like, I literally, because I was going through a phase where I did notice that I was on my phone all the time. Like I was always telling my kids like, just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. So I started putting it face down and leaving it in the kitchen and walking away and being like, I'm not going to look at this. Well, then too, like I won't get back to things necessarily because you know that meme that's like, I'll respond to you in three seconds or three weeks or whatever. Like that is exactly, that is me hundred percent. And if yeah. I'm not picking it up, it may go into, and that's why I've told all my friends and family members, I'm like, if it's important, ping me a few times. Like I will never be annoyed. It's totally fine. But we have got to adjust our expectation. And if you're listening to this, you probably are not someone who's giving someone else a hard time about that, but allow people some dang time to respond, you know? Yeah. Know that a lot of people, and also too, like everyone is dealing with so much right now. Yeah. You know, on the other side of that, I think everyone is exhausted and overwhelmed just from the state of the world, you know, everything that's going on. And so if we could just like collectively decide that I do not expect a response within a few minutes or even a few hours, like I will give you a full 24 to 48 hours before I expect any response, like without question, aside from if I'm having a panic attack. And I think like you have been in a car accident, then I will maybe mass text you like six times in a row. Well, and this is part of the full circle of our cell phone usage too, is because I think it's important for us to communicate that, hey, I answer my emails on Monday, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can do that. Like you can, you don't have to answer your cell phone Uh, for work and stuff over the weekend. You do not. Because I think one of the reasons why we are jumping into our phones so much is because we do that because it gives us this illusion of rest. Because we aren't resting on the weekend or taking a day off. We aren't Mm -hmm. allowing ourselves to recharge. So we're taking these like just 
five minutes here, 10 minutes there of this quote unquote rest, which isn't real rest, but we kind of just pretend it is uh, to sit down and look at our phone and zone out, which isn't really recharging. No, no, but we are, we're exhausting ourselves by being on call 24 seven for whatever you do that we aren't allowing ourselves to fully recharge. And so we're putting our rest and our, you know, desire to like recharge back into a cell phone, which that's, that will never, never fulfill you. That's not going to totally make you feel better. (laughs) So, well, I think too, like, even with what I'd say the content we have and the community we have with Cowgirls Over Coffee, like it can be informational and it can make you feel good, but that's not like we have tips in there, but the act of engaging is not restorative, right? The actual act of engaging is not restorative. You have to take that information or advice and then go and do yeah, something live, that's restorative. Live, do it. Yeah. And then I want you to share that. Okay. I want you to take a picture when you're done, like enjoy the moment and then you share it so that like, you know, it can come full circle. It can be integrated, right? Yes. But you also don't have to, right? Like that's the other side of this is like you do not have to take the picture or the video. Like if you love that, like if you're the creator type and you love that, please do because I think it inspires so many people. But if you don't love this and this comes back to the awareness part, if it doesn't make you feel good, if you can't take one picture and then put your phone down and enjoy the rest of the time, don't do it, right? And maybe that's something you have to work up to if that's a problem. Yeah, and and that is something to... Un- like for me, I, I definitely have gone through the process of like, I will cut out and not use my cell phone for 24 hours or for 48 hours, or even for a whole week. If it's been like, okay, I can't say no, then I will take some time off to like cut back and then slowly come back into it. But you have to ask yourself the hard questions and to really uh, be aware of your own self and where you're at as far as like your own boundaries and what you're able to handle at the moment. I love that. And I think too, we need to remember too, like if we can think of our cell phone and the apps that are on our phones as like a meal plan, right? You need to make sure that you are having fewer desserts and you are having fewer filler foods and more whole foods and more nourishing things. And I think that requires educating yourself about like, what are the apps that are like really essential to my productivity? Like where can I keep notes or what can I use to help me? Like all of those things. But, and if your if your phone has mostly like nourishing apps on it that are helpful to you and help you build your productivity and your presence, it's not going to be as much of a problem, right? Then you are leveraging the power of it as a tool. So I think that's another thing is go through and audit your phone. And I mean, it is so good. Like Amazon is a lifesaver for me because I can put things on my shopping list that I know I'm going to need because I forget about things and we can't just run to the store where we live. So like I find that those shopping apps, like those are a productivity tool for me because I can put something on them and I can, I can finalize that later in the moment when I need to calendar scheduling. I love programs. Like you talked about Opal are really great to help you manage your time as well as there's so many like Evernote is great. And then I use a lot of things for business like Zapier and all of the things, right? Podcast apps and that sort of things. But really know what apps are available to you. Ask your friends for a recommendation. I would love it, you guys. Like take a screenshot of this. And if you have something really great that you think would help people, take a screenshot of this episode, 
tag Cowgirls Over Coffee so we can share it. And then we'll put it, like put in your screenshot, like what it is that you recommend. Because I think that's something that we can tell each other, like, hey, this was fantastic and it really helped me. Yeah. And that's the thing. Let's utilize these phones as tools and not just as like something we go to for mindless escape, you know. Just stop for one second. Okay. (laughs) Anything you're doing for escape, right? Like I think that just like tap back, don't do it for mindless escape. That's where we start getting on a slippery slope. Right. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Just that was so good. No, I mean, that's exactly right. And just being honest with yourself of like what you are using for mindless escape. I mean, filling that time was something good. So maybe when you cut back, a lot of times we fill it, whether we mean to or not, we fill that space with something else. So maybe if you're, you are in the space where you need to cut back on your cell phone, be thinking about like, okay, what am I going to fill instead? Am I going to start baking? Am I going to start reading this book I've been wanting to read for the last seven years? You know, just be thinking about like what you want to maybe put in that space that you normally would fill with your cell phone. I love that because there's actually, um, I don't know if it's a quote or a saying, but nature abhors a vacuum. And that's what you're talking about. Like if you make empty space, you either decide what it gets filled with or someone else or the world will decide what your empty space is filled with. So when you create a little more space by being more mindful about leveraging your phone as a tool and not just something that is a distraction for you, then you need to make sure what am I going to fill this spot with? Like if I'm not going to just scroll right now, what am I going to do? Am I going to jot down my to-do list? Am I going to call a friend? Like I would even challenge you like before you're allowed to get on Instagram, you have to text a friend. Like I don't care what you text them, but you have to check in and create a real meaningful connection with a human being that you love and adore. Like I think that's really important. So, and there's a lot of things like that, just little tiny tweaks that are going to change the whole landscape of how we're interacting with our phone. Yeah. I mean, just building off a habit. We already have a habit to check our phone. So just building off a habit to do something positive can honestly like just change your day. Just like what you said with- And don't overthink it. Yeah. Like don't overthink it. Like decide, just like we said about the morning routine, like decide right now, what is the one thing you're going to do? Like every time I pick up my phone, I am going to X. And then whatever that thing is, like you keep trying to do that till you've mastered it. Like, don't think of three to five things that you could do. When I pick up my phone, I can have a choice of no, too much resistance. Pick one thing at a time and do that first. And then let that set the tone for the experience that you're going to have using your phone. Like you are in charge of this. Your phone is not a distraction. You are the distraction. You are seeking it out if that's what you're doing. And that's cool if you're being intentional about it and doing it on purpose. Like there's no problem with that. If that was what was happening, we wouldn't be, you know, again, making our phones out to be something negative when they don't have to be. Yep. Awesome. Mic drop, day done. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that, but we are probably at our time. We want to keep these like short and sweet for you so you can listen to them in a car ride. Unlike the car rides that we have to take if we live, we have to drive an hour to 90 minutes each way. We got another 30 minutes, I think, if we're going. I know, right? (laughs) It's so funny because, you know, as we've started this podcast, Someone was like, oh, I love the lengths. I'm trying to keep them shorter because I used to have it in my head that if a podcast was less than an hour, it was useless because I couldn't finish listening to it. (laughs) I need to fill up my, or I needed to fill up a whole time and I'd have to start something else. So anyways, um, we do want to keep these short and sweet for you. I hope you guys found some value in this little conversation. We will build off of this moving forward. 
Otherwise, I hope you just enjoy your phone and quit giving yourself a hard time for using it. Just make sure that you're in charge of using it well. It's a tool. I feel like a broken record. Any final thoughts, Lana? No, I think that's exactly right. Is just life is enjoyable and enjoy it. And part of that is using that phone that we get the opportunity to have and finding that space to enjoy it, but also to master it. So you guys got this. Master it. Become the master of your cell phone once again. And unfortunately, it's just your responsibility. Like it all lands squarely on you. You really can't. Like it's fun to blame old Mark Zuckerberg for it all, but now you know. Like you can only blame someone else until you know what the problem is and then you have to do something about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. <laughs> you got it. I believe in you. <laughs> Till next time. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. If you had any aha moments or some questions came up, please hit us up in your Instagram stories. Just take a screenshot, share that, tag us at Cowgirls Over Coffee, and let's keep this conversation going. Otherwise, we'll see you back here next week. And just thank you again. Go out and make it the best week ever.